0: Welcome to Name Drop San Diego. I'm Christy Totten, here with
1: Abby Hamblin. Our guest today needs no introduction. He's a Chula Vista native and an actor, dancer, TV and radio host, and even a former wrestler.
0: If you haven't guessed already, we're talking about Mario Lopez. These days, Lopez is making waves with the new Saved by the Bell reboot, which the LA Times called some of the best TV this year, and a KFC-sponsored mini-movie, which I'm sure you've heard of on Twitter.
1: Yeah, that thing was everywhere on social media. It's called A Recipe for Seduction, and it premieres this week on Lifetime, along with a new family Christmas movie he's starring in called Feliz Navidad. So, of course, we had to ask him about those. Absolutely. Here's our interview with Mario Lopez. So, obviously, our first question has to be about the, Nate, the reason you were trending on Twitter this week, the thing that has everybody talking, your new project with KFC and Lifetime. Tell us what it is. What is the story behind that? Because it's all we're hearing about.
2: Yeah, that was a trip that it uh, had such a strong reaction.
1: Did you expect and, that? Or did you like no, know that was coming? No,
2: because a lot of people <laughs> have played um, Colonel Sanders. It wasn't like I was the first one. I mean, everyone from like Reba McIntyre to Rob Lowe and... And, and I was honored to, to get asked because it is an honor to, to, to play him. You know, we did like a uh, like a soap opera kind of spin on it. And, and people just I don't know why they kind of just freaked out. They I guess they liked it a lot with like a soapy kind of, you know, um, romantic uh, Colonel Sanders. And so I guess they were like, it's funny, but I'll, but I'll take it. I was very flattered. But it's sort of a little mini movie that's going to premiere this Saturday along with my other Um, holiday film, Feliz Navidad. So it'll be a double feature on Lifetime this Saturday.
0: Awesome. Um, Yeah. So we know Feliz Navidad is coming out. What can you tell us about it? What do people need to know?
2: It's a fun Christmas movie. And, and, you know, we had to change a lot because it was the first during this um, uh, uh, COVID time and, and when we shot it. Like around march right when everything was at its peak or a little after that i think And we went to nevada and it's about the single father who sort of shies away from the holidays because his wife died around then so he doesn't have good um feelings about it but his daughter feels enough time's gone by and he needs to look for love so she sets him up on a um, on a dating app makes a profile and then he ends up kind of giving it a shot and Obviously, the, you know, he ends up uh, finding love, but it's, it's, uh, it's great father-daughter bonds and how to kind of move on with your life. And I like that it's got a little, it's got some flavor represented in it and um, um, with our culture and what have you. And uh, really happy with the way it's turned out and people seem to be digging it in. So hopefully people check that out Saturday.
1: How much is the dad in the movie like you at the holidays? Do you guys share similarities or not so much?
2: I mean, no, not at all, because he is single and he's a widower. Um, he's only got one daughter. Um, I'm happily married with three kids, two dogs. <laughs> <So I'm laughs> a full,
1: full house?
2: Full um, uh, yeah, it's a full house. It's a wild full house uh, right there. So it's uh, it's, uh, it, it's it's a good time
0: so one of the reasons we wanted to talk to you is uh you know because we're a san diego based podcast and you're from here you grew up in chula vista what can you tell us about your upbringing mario lopez uh before you were famous
2: well i love chula vista my parents still live there that's my hometown and still consider it home and uh obviously a world of difference only being uh, you know a few hours away from la and uh, i go back often not as often as i'd like but i go back pretty often miss all of my e-schools and <laughs> all my favorite places to eat and I go see the family but a lot a lot of them come up and visit but you know I was born and raised there first generation I went to Chula Vista junior high and high school and um, you know it's never left my uh, heart and, and uh, um, I got a lot of love for where I'm from and I and, um, always try to give back and, and, uh, uh, and you know never forget uh, where I'm from so I can always uh, proudly represent
1: you, Do you have a favorite restaurant that you go back to every time? It seems like every San Diegan has their favorite taco shop or neighborhood spot.
2: I mean, I'll probably have to go with like Carina's, the Mariscos place, which is, uh, they've got a couple of them now in Chula Vista. That was my favorite because I'm a big seafood guy. So um, that, that's always uh, probably my go-to spot.
1: Shout out. Yeah, <laughs> uh, straight um... there on it looks great right there when I drive down. We
0: know that you do a ton of things you know you're an actor you're a dancer you you were a wrestler um how did you get into performing to begin with
2: um when i was a kid i was uh pretty hyper and my mom i think her whole deal was uh to keep me busy to keep me out of trouble in chula vista <laughs> so she put me in dancing wrestling theater karate but i had an after school activity every day so when i was about 10 i was uh, at uh, Grossmont High School doing this little dance recital. And my, um, my mom was approached by like a local talent agent after she saw me dance and uh, asked if I would be interested in, in, in um, doing like print work um, in commercials locally there. And my mom was like, well, yeah, he reads really well and he's not shy, so why not? So then I just sort of got into it. and once I got into it, I kind of fell in love with it. And you know, the rest is history, as they say.
0: That's kind of amazing. That's kind of the dream, you know, like being discovered. I think maybe at some point we've all hoped that would happen to us, but it seems like that's not usually the, the way it happens. Am I wrong about that?
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I don't really know too many other stories because a lot of people were like, you talk to them, and the kids are like, I knew this is something I wanted to do, and I've always wanted to be on TV, and this, that wasn't me. I was happy wrestling, doing whatever I wanted to do. and um, But it was presented to me. I was like, yeah, okay, sure, why not? And then, like I said, it beat getting a real job.
1: Are there any like old school San Diego commercials that we could dig up, or that anybody would recognize that you were first in?
2: That was a little, there's a lot of uh, print work stuff from San Diego. I think okay. the commercials I did were there's a lot of commercials, but they were they were national, more specifically for just local San Diego. But a lot of print work stuff I did, um, yeah, we probably dig up.
1: We're gonna have to go do that.
2: Okay.
0: So I wanted to ask you about Save by the Bell Reboot. Um, You know, I've watched some of it. It's really good. It's surprisingly woke. Like, and and that's, it actually reminds me of the old Save by the Bell because you guys tackled a lot of important issues on that show as well. But like, what are the differences? You know, how do you think times have changed for teenagers back then versus now? Uh, You know, just from your point of view.
2: Well, I mean, thank you. First of all, huge differences though. I mean, 30 years have passed, which makes me feel really old as I say that out loud. and it was a Saturday morning show and we dealt with very little kid type topics as opposed to now they're a lot more woke and and socially conscious and they're they're taking on a lot um, younger kids uh, a lot more uh, serious topics and uh, it being a streaming service you can push the envelope a lot more but as far as the show itself I think they did a good job blending the nostalgia and the updated version to kind of try to have a little bit for some old time fans and to attract new ones and I'm really happy with the way it turned out and happy that people have been responding to it well.
1: So you, when, I mean, you were so young when Saved by the Bell really took off. And as you said, you've been doing this since you were a young kid. What was that blending like of, I know you finished out some of high school, maybe you can tell us how much, but what was that blending like of being a regular Chula Vista kid, but really blowing up and becoming well-known pretty quickly?
2: Well, you know, I'm, I'm really lucky and blessed to be able to transition from a kid to an adult doing anything in this business, which is really tough. And you hear a lot of like horror stories. I mean, I credit Chula Vista and my parents for kind of keeping me grounded because, like I said, it's a world of difference. And most of the stuff I did was in the summertime. Um, and they like to do that with minors because you don't have to mess with school. And even when we shot, say, by the belt was always in the summer. So I got to go to regular. Like I said, I went to Chula Vista junior high and high school and I wrestled from my school and I had went to prom and, and uh, you know, and got into shenanigans and stuff and it was and it was fun. So I feel like I really had the best of both worlds. Sense of normalcy.
0: Well, you mentioned like schedules being interrupted, which makes me think of, of course, COVID right now, you know, it's kind of interrupted everyone's world, but you seem like you've been pretty busy or able to work. How has it affected your world?
2: Ironically, this has been the busiest year of my life, I wow. think. Um, and I know it's been an, uh, obviously a devastating year for many people. And I think it's just coincidental that uh, my Christmas movie, uh, we were able to kind of to, to get permission from the state of Nevada and, and SAG to continue to work. And I never stopped doing uh, Access Hollywood or my radio show on with Mario. So I literally hadn't had one day off and went straight through. Um, and then we were shooting Save by the Bell. We were the first show on the lot. So I've been really busy with all the different stuff during this time and, and uh, you know, it's just, other than the protocol you gotta take now with all this COVID stuff, then it, it, nothing much has changed for me.
1: Have you been able to kind of, I just watched the pilot this morning or the first episode and I really enjoyed the young cast. It was so cool to see kind of the new era of the Saved by the Bell students. Mm-hmm. Have you been kind of able to mentor them a little bit or do you feel like you can kind of, you know, know what they're going through?
2: Well, thanks for watching it. Um, when we did the show, we were 15 years old, playing actual teenagers. These kids are a little older; they're like in their early 20s to mid 20s, so it's a huge difference. So, you know, they're young adults already, so they don't really need much sort of guidance. They're very savvy, very professional, um, really good group of young kids uh, and talented. So, I'm happy with the way they. Uh, um, I'm happy with the way it turned out, and that they got cast, and and you know, they don't really need my help.
0: Um, speaking of the old episodes though there were a lot of lessons there like i think one of the iconic ones is like jesse's pill problem right i watched career day the other day about your character uh realizing it's okay not to know exactly what you want to do when you're a young person you have a lot of time to figure it out like because you were actually a young person um were you like learning those lessons you know at the same time that you were putting them out there for other people
2: yeah i guess subconsciously i was kind of processing everything and and uh, when I was young though, I was kind of knew what I wanted to do. I just didn't, um, I didn't really give it much thought to th- that that I, there was any other options, even though obviously maybe I was a little blind by it. But I knew once I got into this business that I wanted to stay in it in one form or another, or I wanted to be an anchorman, or I wanted just, I just knew I wanted to be on TV. And uh, I was gonna figure it out one way or the other. Um, So it wasn't like I was waffling. I didn't know that I wanted to get into it, obviously, because I fell into it, but once I fell into it, then I fell in love with it.
1: Yeah. We want to talk to you about your staying power, but first. Oh yeah. We have a little lightning round prepared if you are open to that. Okay. (laughs) We have like submitted questions from fans of yours. So um, very first one is, do you still have any memorabilia or like outfits or anything cool from the original Saved by the Bell era? Um, I
2: think my mom kept some bunch of stuff. You know, moms like to save everything. Yeah. Jackets and scripts and stuff like that. Other than that, no. And my mom has, it. I don't have it.
1: Did anything from the old sets or old clothes or anything make it to the new era and the new sets?
2: I don't believe, the set did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of the set did, but not
1: the clothes. It looked very similar. The It's like, I don't know how they did kind of bringing the old tone but like giving it a new look It was really really cool yeah did you
0: ever go to that Save by the bell diner in LA yeah sure. I
2: did you know, I <laughs> yeah. took the family
0: that was pretty That's fun nice um okay so we have you some did fan. they did it was really incredible um we have some fangirl messages for you one is from Sarah who says tell him I love him and another is from Gabrielle who says send a kiss for me so there you go and then <laughs> Eric oh, okay. he,
1: he, he blew a kiss back. I, so when you so, listen to
0: this, you couldn't see it, but so epic. Um, so Erica wants to know: Are you ever going to grow a beard?
2: I'm not going to grow a beard. Um, I mean, if I need to, I think they want me for the most part, kind of clean shaven. When I don't, when I go on vacation, when I'm not working, um, which isn't, which is rare, <laughs> then you know I'll always rock a shadow or something. Yeah, but I don't have any intentions to start looking like hamster. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Colonel okay, Sanders, have... though, you
1: have some facial hair going on, right?
2: In the what? In the KFC thing? Yeah, in
1: the KFC thing, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, what was that costume transition like? Is that a long time, or is it pretty, pretty
2: No, smooth? I mean, like, um, um, it was pretty quick. They just s- glued on my mustache, and uh, and I didn't shave for that one a lot. I had, like, a shadow on that, and, and they streaked my hair. Uh, <laughs> that was my real hair, and, and that was about it. It didn't it take too long.
1: It, it's kind of interesting to see you as, you know looking you know like an older gentleman a little bit is he supposed to be like older than you are or
2: yeah i think he's supposed to be kind of older i mean it's a comedy so i don't it's not really established yeah i think he's supposed to be a little bit older he's like always born with gray hair
1: okay (laughs) well that leads us to our question from tom who says what is your skincare routine he's dying to know
2: well thank you tom um i don't really have one i think i'm just oily (laughs) <laughs> it stays that way. I just you know I use your normal so
0: <laughs> Tom said that uh, GQ just did like a video interview with Pharrell about his skincare routine but he said you're you're right up there so oh,
2: thanks does he have a routine I gotta look at Pharrell's now. <laughs>
0: um, okay and next to last a question from Robbie who owns a pizza shop what's your favorite pizza topping
2: <sighs> favorite um...
0: are you gonna say pineapple
2: I'll eat anything. I don't discriminate when it comes to pizza or what the toppings are. I really will eat anything. Um, I will eat it with the pineapple and Canadian bacon or ham. you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I like sausage, jalapenos on it. I like everything. I'll eat everything.
1: It's a good one.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay, last one for our lightning round is out of every project and show and prize you've won, um, what are you most proud of in your career?
2: Um, I mean, I'm. I'm proud that I've been able to kind of stick around for so long after being a kid and, and transitioning to an adult. I'm just, just as a whole, I think I'm just proud of being able to still make a living in this business, which is incredibly difficult to do for so long. So I'm grateful for that.
1: What would you say was the most fun? Because I'm guessing that's going to be Dancing with the Stars.
2: Um, my mom wanted me to do that show. They had asked me and I said no a few times in the news. Come on, you got to do it. So then I finally you got to
1: do it. it for mom.
2: Yeah, so then I did it and then I was happy with the way it turned out. So uh, so it was, yeah, it was a good time.
1: Yeah, no big uh, deal. So speaking of that staying power, you know you've
0: done so much. So you're an actor, a dancer, as we've said. You have a radio show. You're also an interviewer. Um, how have you been able to stay relevant and stick around and really survive in this business for so long?
2: Thank you. I mean, you know, there really are no rules, so I've always tried to – just be as diverse as possible, whether that's doing a, a Broadway show or I happen to meet my wife, so that worked out well. Um, you know, so if you're singing, dancing, acting, hosting, producing, writing, whatever the case may be, I, I try to do it all. And I think when you have more options and you don't limit yourself, uh, and you have sort of a hustler mentality, which I've always had, and uh, you know, and I'm just cool with everybody and just being nice, I think was a long way. Um, you know, it creates more opportunities and more opportunities are presented to you and and um, hence the staying power, maybe, but uh, whatever it is, you know, again, I don't take it for granted and just really appreciative, appreciative of it because I know it can go away, you know, like that.
0: <laughs> is there anything you want to do that you haven't yet?
2: Um, I mean, there's a lot I want to do in the producing sense. And, I, you know, I love hosting all my stuff for NBC with Access Hollywood, Access Daily, and All Access. I love doing my radio show, along with Mario nationally syndicated so much fun all these different platforms I think it allow me to kind of show a different voice um and the movies the holiday films are a lot of fun that you know, get my kids are starting to do a lot more too. So something with the family I think would be a lot of fun
1: are you open to your own kids kind of taking a similar path to you and getting into showbiz are they already taking dance and everything else
2: oh yeah they do everything my daughter's really talented my son um they you know they're little hams. And I'm not necessarily going to encourage them, but I'm not going to necessarily going to discourage them either. So whatever they want to do, you know, try to be a good parent and support.
1: So with many things, one of the best, which I saw um, surprised me that you were on an episode of golden girls.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Um,
1: Which you just named, you know, the many roles you do, where do you feel most comfortable? Like, where do you feel the most like Mario Lopez being myself, laid back? Like, what is the most you?
2: Well, the golden needles was great, by the way, because I'd already <laughs> worked with Arthur for some, but like a few times, and I was only like 13, 14, something like that. Um was before Saved by the Bell, and those ladies were awesome, so you know, I point that out. They were just awesome to me. Um I mean, I have the most fun probably hosting, just because I like people, and I like talking to people, and I mean, whether it's a TV show, or a radio show, or just hosting game night at my house or parties. I just want to make sure everybody's having a good time, having fun. And, you know, they're entertained. So that's probably comes easy. I mean, that's probably what comes most natural.
0: What are your tips uh, for getting a good interview?
2: I think if you just try to um, come from a, 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 a genuinely like you do your research, you come from an honest place and have a conversation and and not try to come from a salacious um point and, and, and look for a soundbite that I might make news or something, and you end up being cool and just having a conversation, and end up divulging a lot more than they probably wanted to anyway. So I always try to take that approach.
0: Do you have some favorites that stand out?
2: I mean, I've kind of interviewed every celebrity you can think of, to be honest with you, because just doing this now for like 13 years. So um, I crossed off all the names on my bucket list in one interview. But, um, you know, all the biggest stars are the coolest. Um, and maybe that's why they have so much success. So, you know, the, the George Clooney's the Julia Roberts, Tom cruises, those the, the, all those you guys are like super cool. Benzel Washington. They're all great. And they're all very nice with me.
0: They're also all welcome on this show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, <laughs> San Diegans only. <laughs> that's right. Um, okay. So about that, how much do you feel? I mean, you're, you're obviously doing great in this interview. You're very like well-spoken and polished and you do a lot of interviews with celebrities, but you know, as the fans want to know, like the people who love these stars, how much of them do they really reveal do you feel? Or, and even for you, like how much of the Mario Lopez we know is like the real you compared to what's kind of, you know, more of a, you all have worked in Hollywood, you know, kind of how to say what to say.
2: Well, I mean, with me, I think is, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't really have anything to hide kind of what you see is what you get. Um, I think people can tell if you're not being authentic or or trying to be someone you're not and, um and as far as the uh the, the other celebrities um I, for the most part they they're they am pretty comfortable with me and I think just throughout the years they know that I'm not that guy that's going to try to have a gotcha moment with them so they're they're pretty relaxed and they come with a guard down so like I said they end up kind of having fun and, and probably divulging more than they wanted to
1: Do you have like a dream hosting or interview uh, ahead that you haven't done yet, whether it be an award show or a talk show, something like that?
2: Um, you mean for me to interview someone?
1: Yeah, just to, um, I mean, obviously you are a great host, but are there hosting there are there are hosting gigs that you'd like to take on in the future?
2: Oh, sure. There's always a lot, you know. Um, like I got to fill in for my girl Ellen a few times, and that was always fun to be able to do that more, probably be uh, – um, a lot of fun and, and, um, um, kind of, got you know, a lot of other gigs, fortunately, the staying busy that way. And when I'm doing the today show, that's always a lot of fun. So I just kind of want to continue to keep doing, uh, what I'm doing. Hopefully people won't get Mario overload. <laughs> uh,
1: well, I do want to ask you, I, um, I'm spend a lot of time on Twitter, unfortunately, but I think that like the most often, not most often, but a lot of the times when I see people talking about you or see you on social media it a lot of times has to do with sports and I think that a lot of the San Diego fans kind of mentioned like ah he's an LA fan but I also heard in a recent interview that you did that you feel like you basically grew up in Hollywood so I, I feel like you've been in LA as much as you've been in San Diego right so I think maybe the well, fans more just want to know yeah
2: so what, what, what was your initial question
1: So I mean, sticking with the Chargers is pretty controversial. So that's really the question. How'd you make? Is it so?
2: Who else am I supposed to support?
1: The (laughs) Rams, I I guess.
2: Oh no! Well, I I mean, I grew up liking, and I'm gonna tell you why I'm a Dodgers fan. And I was always a Dodgers fan because when I was a kid, um, I watched uh, Fernando Valenzuela pitch in the '81 World Series, and I was a little kid, and to see like a Mexican guy pitching and winning Rookie of the Year. and the Cy Young Award was kind of pretty special for a Mexican kid from Chula Vista. So at that moment, I became a, a Dodgers fan. And uh, and and I'm not ashamed of that. <laughs> so,
1: See? That's why we <laughs> ask these questions. Someone literally on Twitter today was like, ask him why he's a Dodgers fan. And there's yeah. a, that's a great answer. You know? Yeah, that's yeah. a very
2: – so I felt a connection right there when I was a little kid. When I was like – what was it? So I was like uh, 9 nine or 10 so um, yeah, so then um, so that's why so it's it, since it's, it's a kid and then um, you know I moved I mean I've been coming here since I was ten off and on right and I was eighteen I moved here uh, on my own and then I happen to live now like not even ten minutes from Dodger Stadium so I go to wow. a lot <laughs>
0: yeah that's a great story you can't argue with that you know along the same lines were there actors or other entertainers that you looked up to that inspired you to you know stay in the business.
2: When I had the opportunity to work with Dick Clark um, he's probably been the biggest inspiration role model to me just because he was a host for so many years and his business outside of um, entertainment uh, was uh, just legendary and and he kind of took me under his wing and and, um, I always said I wanted to be the Latino Dick Clark, so uh, hopefully we're on our way.
1: (laughs) Nice. Uh, Well, I also wanted to ask you, we've asked you, you know, what in your career has been the most fun, what has been your proudest, but what has been the most challenging for you? What do you think really that you learned a lot from um, as you've done all these different things?
2: Well, you know, it's, it's, I've had uh, lots of ups and downs and and definitely down times. And, you know, the most frustrating thing about this business is you're not in control of your own fate with, um, with certain jobs. You could have auditioned and had the best, reading and really nailed it but for whatever reason, like you're too young, you're too old, you're too tall, you're too short, whatever the case, something silly as that, um, you, you won't get it. And so you just have to be at peace with knowing there's factors, there's factors out of your control. Um, and if you can accept that and still stay in it with a passion, then um, then it's for you, but it's a tough, tough lesson to learn.
0: You mentioned maybe doing something with your kids in the future. Do you have uh, a project in mind? Or you just putting that out there.
2: Um well there's a lot of different things, you know. I want to uh, I want to be the cool modern day, you know, Latin Partridge family. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. I would yeah. watch that. Brady Bunch, okay.
2: There you go.
1: <clears throat> okay, well our last question um we this uh, this podcast is called Name Drop San Diego and so we try and kind of keep the love going and ask uh, if you could name drop someone who either deserves a spotlight or played a special role in your life uh, in the San Diego community?
2: In the San Diego community? Um, I mean, I had, aside from my family, my parents, of course, um, I had a lot of special teachers growing up and uh, uh, I'd probably go shout out to uh, Mrs. Hunt and Miss McIntyre at Chula Vista High School, who are no longer there, but they were outstanding. And uh, had a big impact on me uh, as a kid growing up.
1: Awesome. awesome. Well, I bet there will be listeners who had them too. So that's really nice. Thanks for doing that. You got it. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us.
2: Okay. You got it. Nice talking to you girls.
1: Thanks again for listening. If you haven't already, please subscribe and tell a friend about our podcast. You can also find us on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter.
0: And if you want to get in touch, you can reach us at namedropst at gmail.com. We look forward to hearing from you. Bye.